Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Markets that took a drop once again in the trade. You know, we saw a lot of negativity happening within the grain complex. Flip the page, and if it wasn't for the feeder cattle having some green on the screen, it would have been a downward day on the livestock all the way across the board as well. Having said that, a lot of outside market influences, as always, whether it's weather or the stronger dollar, but the grains in that drop today, we're going to find out the details with Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So let's start out looking at this grain complex the picture as a whole, uh, the drop today, should it come as no surprise considering all this weather chatter that's out there? Well, I think what's happening is the market's into an attitude this year. Prove it to me. And, you know, I will say for the forecast that we had, you know, a week ago, the forecast for this week was supposed to be hot, hot, hot. Now, in your neck of the woods, Susan, it probably has been more hot but here we had 91 or 92 on Monday and Tuesday. Yesterday we didn't get 90 degrees. We were like 88, 89, and uh, the nights have been cooling back down. Um, you know, Saturday were to be 100 degrees here, and I believe you are forecast the same way. And then on Sunday we dropped down into the 80s again. Well, that is not the kind of forecast we had a week ago that said we were going to stick hot and and dry through all of this week and next week and possibly into as late as August 6th. Well, so it's like this heat and it's been this way. It was supposed to be with us in May. Then they pushed it to June. Then it was pushed out to the last half of June. Then it got pushed into July. It's like we keep pushing this heat back. And I think because of that, the market is deflating all of that bullish attitude that we had. And, of course, you know, you had the the public bold up and long and just and that includes farmers. You know, they're they're producing it. You look in your backyard, you see how brown you are or how dry you are. You see the stressing and it's hard not to have backyard itis. And that's, I think, where the market's doing its cleansing now. And in the meantime, these basis levels have held in here quite well. But I will tell you, I'm hearing this basis is going to start to crater as we roll over into August. I was just going to ask how the basis is going to be able to to function, knowing the way these markets have been trading. Well, exactly. This, you know, and we're telling producers, if you haven't sold your grain, at least get the basis locked up, especially if you're still holding any old crop. Now, we are hearing some talk in various parts of the Corn Belt that farmers have sold a fair amount of new crop grain. Uh, it depends on areas where you're at. But that's an interesting comment because what that means is, is that as they've been making those hedges or selling that new crop, the commercial is doing the hedging. And that's pushing this market down as well. So I think what we have to keep in mind is this market's kind of interesting. In fact, I should add, Commodity Weather Group, who happens to be a pretty popular uh, weather source throughout commodities and brokerages and what have you, came out today and they estimated the national corn yield uh, at 174.9. That's 2% below trend line yield. So if they're right, your carryouts are going to have to shrink tighter. And, of course, uh, we'll see what the beans are like. But I, you know, driving around the countryside, I think bean fields don't look as good as corn does. And 
so it's it's real interesting and the other thing is the heat and then the uh, power the ability to run those pivots uh 24 7 you know you don't have that and so that too makes you wonder if we're able to keep up so in the corn uh situation and in you know the heart of the midwest i guess i would have to say uh traders this next monday we're going to see the crop condition ratings fall pretty hard i think i think we'll be down at least three percent and um then we'll see where we go and they'll be looking at each state to see what their conditions are like compared to a week ago but i think what we're going to have to do is realize this market is one in which the eastern corn belt traders kind of an old-fashioned one they don't seem to care so much about the western side they're only caring about the eastern side and they've got this attitude prove it to me so i was going to ask you that at what point sue is Chicago going to finally start noticing how dry it is in the West? Is it going to be consecutive reports coming from the USDA and NAS? Well, I think you'll see that. Another thing we have to keep in mind is in August we get that acreage, re, you know, that they resurvey, um, you know, North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota. I'm not sure if they, Wisconsin was in that one or not, but they were going to go and resurvey those states. Uh, to see just what the acres were. We're going to have to kind of keep that in mind because that's going to come to play in the August report, supply-demand report. But, um, you know, we've got some timing here for a potential low on uh, the 28th of July. And I think it'll come in, most of our timings have been lows. And the key is you'll probably get a bounce off that. You get a bounce off it. If you come down and take that low out, look out. That's that's power to the downside, just like we had it at the end of June. We had one of those on the 28th of June as well. And we rallied 30 cents, 33 cents in corn, and then turned around and took it out, and boy, did we wipe out. Well, you know, I look at this market. A lot of times we have August lows. That's true. But keep in mind, years of a two can many times put their lows in in November, December. Well, you would have to ask yourself for the way this market's going down, how are we, where are we going to be at for price? I think what's going to happen is you're going to catch a rally. If that's our, our, uh, destiny, so to speak, then if that is the way it is, then there's going to be a pretty darn good rally somewhere in here before we get there. We do have a lot more coming up as we continue with the Fontenelle final bell right here. On the rural radio. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we hear a lot from our customers and dealers that we have a family feel to our organization. Just ask Doug Bartek, a Fontenelle dealer at Wahoo, Nebraska. I feel Fontenelle is very family-oriented. They care a great deal about their customers and provide updates on what could be occurring out in the field and what to watch out for. I feel fortunate to work with a great group of people who provide a quality product. For more on being part of the Fontenelle family, just go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label direct. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. Was curious, you and I were talking about this before we started the program, about a double bottom low happening in the corn, trying to hold on to that. What do you see for this corn market in the near future? 
Well, we are trying to hold on to that double low. I'm not sure it's going to succeed. Um, the next area of support under this uh, 566 and three quarters low is uh, 555, 558, then down to around 548. Ultimately, could be 498. So we have to be sort of careful here because the market still could surprise us as to how deep it tries to ultimately get here or get to its um, final destination that it's after. But I will say this, um, the corn, you know, we're into pollination, and yet the market has ignored just how the weather has been. It's focused more on the moisture potential, and it takes these GFS models as verbatim, and it continues to ignore just how is pollination going? It'll be interesting to hear the uh, crop touring this year in August. Everybody's going to be really interested to hear what they have to say. And, of course, we'll see how usually they tend to paint a pretty nice picture. So we'll see how nice it is this year. Maybe that's what it's going to take to get Chicago to notice. I think so, too. You know, so many markets have had double tops this year. Gold's had a double top. Corn, soybeans, wheat, all three had massive double tops with, you know, 10 years in between uh, each high. And, of course, gold double topped with the high of 2020. You know, it's kind of interesting. And I look at cattle. I think they're in the process of possibly having a double top for the moment, too. Um, so I'm wondering if double tops is kind of the um, sexy chart formation of the year. Maybe it'll be that way with bottoms as well before, before it's all said and done. Before we go over to the livestock side, I wanted to ask, um, are we rationing demand when it comes to these crops right now? No, not at all. We're not seeing a rationing of demand at all. If anything, this break should entice uh, the global buyer to come in and be buying. And you look at the dollar, and we've broken this dollar off of its highs. We had some wave counts that the dollar reached or came very close to, and the dollar has done nothing but slip off all week from part of last week. So technically, that should be a positive. Now, another thing that could be affecting the markets here, too, is the talk of interest rates. You had Europe uh, raise uh, interest rates for the first time, and that was kind of a concern and leaned on the markets a little bit in grains. But um, you also got the U.S. Uh, looking at raising rates, and it's thought they'll raise them about uh, three-quarters of a percent but on uh, next Wednesday. But on the same token, they might raise it up a full percent. If they were to raise it a full percent, I think the markets would slam dunk a little bit, and then we'd see what we're out of. I don't know as if they'll do the full percent. But, you know, you got to go back to the CPI and 9% in June, you know, versus uh, what it was in 21 for June. You know, that had their attention. So we'll have to see what happens. So the, looking at the livestock side specifically, and I know you're writing an article about this right now, how are we doing when it comes to food demand? Well, you know, demand looks to me, you know, um, first off, we think the cutout is topping if it hasn't already topped for summer. But, um, you know, you've got that widespread heat across the U.S., and it's feared that that might be taking a toll on demand. However, when you look at the extreme heat, you know, and how it could have a negative near-term impact on meat sales, it appears that demand for both beef and pork 
continues to outperform the seasonal tendencies that we've witnessed over years. So I'm starting to wonder, you know, we've taken in a lot of immigrants into this country. And I'm starting to wonder if by chance, you know, a lot of those uh, immigrants coming across the southern border are male, so they have bigger appetites, and they're all pretty much all meat eaters. But also, they all tend to be coming from warm climate originations. So I'm wondering, is that part of this impact on demand for proteins? It may be. But the latest consumer price index showed overall prices, of course, like we talked, increasing 9% in June versus uh, June of a year ago. The core inflation, which is a measurement that takes food and energy prices out, increased less than 6%. When consumers focused on inflation, they tend to focus more on food and energy prices because that's what takes money out of their discretionary income. So what's the best way, Sue, for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051. And, you know, have a great day and stay cool, I guess. Yeah, and hopefully we get some rain. Absolutely, without the hail. Yes, exactly, without hail. Sue Martin's been joining us today. As we always remind folks, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.